Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Disablest Report, official podcast of the Disablest Network. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us and our organization, you can visit our website at disablest.org. So D-I-S-A-B-L-E-I-S-T dot org. And if you would like to support our show for as little as a dollar a month, you can go over to patreon.com backslash the Disablest Network. I almost did all of this without stuttering. Uh, and uh, like I said, support us for as dollar uh, a little as a dollar a month. You get access to behind the scenes content, monthly updates, and a few other things. Uh, as usual, joined by my co-host Lou Rodriguez. Hey, I'm the Doug to Kyle's Bob McKenzie. <laughs> uh, I, I've known like two of these that you've ever done. Uh, today's show is a little bit. Uh, off the beaten path even for us so a little bit um of a disclaimer uh we're going to be going over sensitive topics related to racism ableism and sexism we're talking uh a lot today about how a lot of those or all of those topics kind of co-bingle um and we're specifically going to be talking about civil rights movements yeah, we're gonna general. sound like we're, we're gonna sound like woke idiots <laughs> good that means that it's working um so i think that it's important when we talk about the disability rights movement uh first and foremost i would like to say that when you hear the term civil rights movement right um most people don't even know that the disability rights movement happened to begin with a b if they do know that it happened for some reason that's the exception so it's not a civil rights movement yeah. and uh yeah well that was it i didn't have a c even though it well, made it well, seem I like i had say, a c I, I i you know it's always after there's a, a movement everybody kind of goes up oh, and that was it everything is solved yeah it's we over never had to deal with these issues again <laughs> yeah well you know. um should should that be the good segue to the, say that like people with disabilities are kind of like in their era of Jim Crow? Like like I, I was thinking about this the other day that I should, you know, some people are going to get angry at me for saying that we're in the Jim Crow era. But well, I still it, you feel should like, probably explain like a, yeah, like a little so, bit. Well, yeah. So, I mean, so let's just say that for the most part, the Jim Crow era dealt with segregation, like in a very easy, separate but equal. Um, so they made accommodations for black people or people of color. So that would have included me in certain states because I'm Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. So if you ever see those signs out there from back in the 40s and 50s, they would say no N-word, no Jews, no Puerto Ricans, and no dogs. Sometimes dogs would outrank Puerto Ricans, mm -hmm. but... But nevertheless, you know, in a very short, addended way, people were separated. And I feel like even though there's been accommodations for people with disabilities, it's almost like they went, oh, and that was it. We all solved the problems. And I feel like there's a lot more people with disabilities than people than I guess you could say like neurotypical, physically typical people realize. Mm -hmm. So, but there's still like that sense of separation. Yeah. And, and I know, oh, so go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Well, I was just going to say, it's also interesting to me because if you look at civil rights movements in general, right, it seems like the um, general public feels as if a civil rights movement's terminus 
ends in whatever legislation. Right. The, the sure. disability yeah. rights yeah. movement, yeah. as far as most people are concerned in the United States, terminated at the passage of the ADA. And we see how everybody thinks about disability rights because we joke on the show. You, you and I both joke on the show all the time about how everybody's like, the ADA's passed. What the fuck else do you guys yeah, want? Yeah, yeah. You Why got you what you such wanted. Such a big deal out of this. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, that and, and and that is a good segue too to like to talking about privilege. So, right. The verbiage that you just used is really important because that specifically is a tool used by people who are privileged to continue asserting their dominance and to justify. Uh, discrimination to any kind of minority and it's why are you getting so upset you guys yes, got what yeah. you wanted yeah um you know the women, women you know they, they they have the right to vote what else do they well, want Jeez, I, yeah you know, <laughs> like, th these arguments um i you know i i don't know how far i want to go back in time but you know i remember in certain cases being on the wrong side of these arguments I, and, and this disability yeah. rights is, would be a good example so, yeah me too so i remember when i was younger thinking like with new businesses opening and how they have to be accessible i was like why like look if you can't afford it you know like there's not that many disabled people so why do they you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. just don't go to that business and it never dawned on me let's say there's only one grocery store in the town and it's not accessible what do you do then right like yeah. so you're a person with a disability they go oh well you know but but no one would even know because you wouldn't even go to that store well there's chances so, that if you so couldn't be go like, to... well there's no problem then is there <laughs> well you see what i'm saying the, like it's a cart and horse situation well a cart and horse situation also in the aspect that if you're in a town where the only grocery store is inaccessible there's a good chance that you're spending the majority if not all of your time at home isolated anyways so right, you in right. general just don't exist um well and that's and that gets to that point again about segregation like so there's a de facto it's obviously not a law there's no law on the book saying hey people with disabilities should be separated but it's a de facto separation so mm -hmm. that means it's a separation that's not legally enhanced but it's culturally there mm -hmm. so for instance like when you and i go to restaurants how people will stare you know i'm sure back in the 50s the same thing would have happened like black people going to woolworths mm -hmm. and sitting at the counter they got stared at mm -hmm. so nowadays when you get you know i i, I know when Kyle and I and some other people that are chair bound. When we go out, it's like half the restaurant looks over like, what the hell is <laughs> going on? You know, like, yeah. And because, and again, it's not that you guys don't exist, but like you said, there's a lot of, even not counting the grocery store thing. Mm -hmm. Like there's still a lot of isolation. Yeah, well, and I, I will just, I'll put myself on the chopping block as an example. So, I, <laughs> no I pun intended in that one. Literally, I put yeah, put yeah, myself on the chopping chop block four times. What what is left? <laughs> Not just my head. That's it. Um, but you know, I was talking to my girlfriend about this today, where um, 
and I think I, I mentioned it to you earlier today on a phone call as well, where uh, her and I, whenever we go out somewhere, um, I, I've noticed that people stare, and it's not Ooh. it's not just a you know whatever. It's so we went and walked around uh, like a park, right? For instance, for like one of our first dates, and I'm not sure if she picked up on it, but. I definitely noticed, and this is an example that I used when we were on the phone earlier, um, walking by, I, I was holding her hand with my arm, which also is going to throw people for a loop because they're going to be like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> well, you don't have arms. Um, I, I, I was holding her hand, and as we were walking along, um, pretty much everybody that we walked by was staring at us. And... Then the other example that I used to you is in particular, we walked past an older couple um, and it was a man and a woman and the man um, very obviously looked away <clears throat> and his wife, who I suppose is his wife because they were holding hands and, and whatever, but you know, he's a dude, so he's got to be macho and act like he's not into it. <laughs> um, so he looks away from us and then his wife makes a blatant attempt to make eye contact with me, not with my girlfriend, with me, and just, like, give the biggest shit-eating grin. Uh. And I'm like, I understand that she thinks that she's probably being nice, but look, like, we get we get shit for being quote-unquote woke, right? But But what about that? What about that fucking reaction? Because I know, you know, I, I'm sure, and, and I'm sure that interracial couples still go through this shit now. Um, you know, the the people who will like, oh, he's so cute for an N word, or or what you're, you know, or like, oh, you know, well, he he <sighs> he is well spoken because, and that's a thing rooted in racism. But I, I will just again to draw another corollary. I've also gotten the oh Kyle, you're so well spoken, and I'm like, for for right. what? I have my master's in communication. Of fucking course, I'm well spoken. I do public <laughs> speaking for part of my career. Of course, I'm well spoken. I know how to speak to a crowd. I have I have a show. So well, well, well okay. So let's acknowledge that. Things have gotten better, obviously. Yeah, there are, there are a lot Disabilities better. aren't put out, you know, to, to in the elements. And, well, you that, know, we true. don't, for instance, like black people aren't enslaved anymore. Uh, but there is a tendency or an orientation towards people saying, okay, we've we've done all these things. Like, what what are you really complaining about? And it's like, look, the world can still get better. You know, so w being woke or being a social justice warrior actually has some import. There's actually, we still need to fix things. So, and I think one of the big challenges is that, I, I can't say the public at large because that's too too wide of an umbrella, but I, I would say there's a particular character in society so i'm gonna straw man a little bit so i apologize for that but that says you know what the gays can get married i don't need to hear about them i don't see why we have to see any of this stuff mm. look there's already ramps and and disabled parking you know the disabled people they get everything like what what the hell else do they need 
You know, we already have enough immigrants. You, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. and they don't see what they're saying as vitriolic. They they actually think that like what they're saying is reasonable. And their idea of racism or ableism is cartoonish. Like they feel like, oh yeah, I know what ableism looks like. If somebody walks up to Kyle and says, wow, you're, you're crippled, dude. Like mm -hmm. you shouldn't be here. Like, wow, that's ableism for sure. Yeah. Or, or uses you know, the R word. Or yeah, something. or retard. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. or goes up to a minority, or like to me, you know, and says, "Well, you know, you you took all the good jobs for being Puerto Rican, you know, like like yeah, okay, that's cartoonish." But the problem is, is that the more benign forms of ableism, racism, all the isms, the more benign forms of the negative isms, are what we have to actually deal with and overcome. Yeah. I mean, be, um, because in, in like, let's point out just so that people really get it, because those are the parts that fly under the radar the most. Therefore, right. they're the things that people don't question as often because it's just taken that that is the way that things are just period. And you don't question those things. I'll also say just to draw a corollary um, to other episodes, as I've said in the past, this is what I, I mentioned that. I have family members who have told me, um, oh, don't be, it's not about, it's not a disability, it's ability. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. focus on the negative. This is an example of that. This is, but, this but is now, where it, that uh, sentimentality comes from. So I don't know if you've jumped into the groups lately, um, into the nation. By the way, shameless plug, we have a, a group for people with disabilities called the Disabled Nation on Facebook. It's, it's for disabled but, people only, by right. the way. But if you go into the groups, one of the discussions is about housing and the limitations of, hey, I make too much. I can't. And then so now there's like an argument and people are like, well, that's not true. And it's like, well, maybe in your state, this and that. So there's no cohesion. Yep. But yet here we go. Like this is an important topic. Hmm. And if you tell people with disabilities, hey, you're you know, you guys are making a big deal out of nothing. It's a or as you know, back in the day, it would have been called a nothing burger. Right. Like you guys are just, you know, agitating for the sake of just trying to find your own 1960s civil right kind of movement thing. And it's like, no, it's like these are still issues that were never actually fully addressed, you know, and maybe never will be like maybe we'll get closer and closer. But, you know, how do you solve um, housing for people with disabilities, especially? when we live in a climate that's exploitative, mm. right? Like, so how, why would I want to provide housing for someone with a disability when I can make a hell of a lot more money if I get financing, maybe like, okay, so we had a guest on and we we're talking about section eight housing and how there's incentives, but yet there's still such a shortfall. We should get, we should get her back on, by the way. Yeah, that was a discuss about these shortfalls. Yeah, that yeah, was um, Dana Lazarus. If anybody yes. Uh, yes. is listening to this and is like, oh, I do really want to learn about it. you can go yeah. go search Dan Dana Lazarus. It's the second appearance that she was on. Um, yeah, and it was definitely having her back on too. Mm -hmm. gave a lot of, you know, filled in the, the gray areas for us. Yeah, so well, and, and I want to also use too. that's a good uh, the housing thing is a good example for, you know, we hear a lot of bullshit that kind of 
puts disabled people in our place, right? Like we're right. meant like, you know, like black people uh, during the whole like civil rights era and stuff like that. Like, you, you know, we're told oftentimes like know your place, like make sure to know your place. And it creates this uh, disgusting form of self-loathing uh, in, in terms of, disability in particular we we call that internalized ableism that that creates that amongst us because it makes us uncomfortable with that part of our identity right like know your place made black people uncomfortable with their blackness well okay but but um so i had gone to the african-american museum recently that's in our locality Mm -hmm. so in pinellas county florida Mm -hmm. And I was talking with the curator and I asked her about self-loathing. And part of what we came up with was, you know, she, she mentioned to me something I didn't know. And it was, she grew up, so for all of viewers out there, this woman grew up during Jim Crow. So she grew up during segregation. And one of the things that she said to me was they weren't allowed to learn about black history. Or African American mm-hmm. history, that it was not allowed to be taught in school back then. Mm-hmm. So they're disconnected from their history. And then I think about myself being disconnected from my history, being Puerto Rican, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. And I actually fell into that self loathing where, you know, so now it's neurotypical, and I hate to say this, but white people typically informing me what a Puerto Rican is. And so now I'm buying into the narrative. Oh, yes, Puerto Ricans must be lazy. I'm one of the good ones because I'm not lazy mm-hmm. like other Puerto Ricans. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, why is Puerto Rico, you know, ensconced in so much poverty and why are they on, on welfare benefits or whatever? Oh, it's because they're lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I hear your dog. In the yeah, so- sorry about that, no, everybody. Okay. That was Ollie was scratching himself as he as he walks around <laughs> back there. So, but but. So that creates, so same thing with people with disabilities, right? Like you now, you don't get to define who's disabled. Yep. It's non-disabled people that then create a framework where they say, well, who's the deserving poor? Who's the deserving disabled? Mm-hmm. Oh, we look at Kyle. Oh, he has no arms and little legs. That, yeah, ha ha, that guy is disabled. But, but they're the arbiters. We don't get to self-define who we are. Yeah. You know, whether, whether we're a minority, whether we're disabled, whether we're women, whatever, whatever the, the disenfranchised group is. Well, and in, in just so that people know, too, when we say, like, define ourselves, yeah, we're talking about socially, but you got to understand that this stuff doesn't terminate. Uh, you, I'm using that word a lot this time, but or in this episode, but that doesn't terminate in just oh i'm going out and hanging out with my friends the the impetus of all of this and where this ends up is in the way that legislation either handles meaning that it helps people who are minority groups or hinders people that are minority groups or outright um either tolerates or asks for violence upon that group of people um historically this has happened to disabled people since greco-roman times i'll I'll just say since the the dawn of like quote-unquote civilization so right now people with disabilities are being used as a cudgel 
So that's the other word of the day, right? Yeah. So I'm using my my favorite word, cudgel. <laughs> we use that all the time. But, that's that's got to go on about, a shirt. Okay, so think about all the shootings that have happened lately. And now they're like, oh, well, they have uh, mental issues. Hmm. And yep. so so now you just offset that. Like, eh, it's not it, – it's people with uh, emotional disabilities. But yet we, we don't want to help them, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so it's like this sinuous – um, definition that they can take, give and take away as needed. Well, and, and the other thing too is that, yeah, you know, it, with that in particular, let's just talk about how, you know, like people who are not neuro, I'm exaggerating here a little bit probably, but, you know, let's just say people who are not neurotypical wouldn't be allowed to own like a firearm for just for instance, right? For sure. But I use that as an example because pe- like, the, you, you you all have to understand it starts with that that's where it starts right. right and once something is ratified into law it's really easy for other pieces of legislation to tack on to that because they use that as the foundation so if that becomes a law that says let's just say disabled people can't own firearms i like okay but let, <clears throat> i like your your sense of just let's use neurodivergent okay that's a good example because if we say just disabled people then we we broaden the umbrella but but let's say neurodivergent then we get into the sticky situation of well what what classifies what is it yeah yeah who is neurodivergent and then you could start you know pointing out like well okay that person they're on the autism spectrum no gun for them yeah oh that person has manic depression no gun for them or or bipolar disorder or anxiety depression but right all of this too then it bleeds into other yep that's what i well well not not even just other take that rule away yeah maybe they shouldn't be allowed to be in socials you know oh well they, they can't they can't own a firearm so what makes us think that they can have jobs where they can operate heavy machinery yeah um you know stuff like that but the other thing that i was going to say is not only does it bleed that way it bleeds another way in that even if let's just say that it was and that's why i was using just disabled people instead of just uh uh, people who aren't neurotypical is that it would it would find its way to disabled people from that like if if it were something that said that if you are not neurotypical you couldn't own a firearm it would weasel its way to be disabled oh, okay. people and now now that we're talking about laws right so all these voting rights that they're now taking away let's look at that so people go well you know what through the election was all these mail in ballots so let's get rid of those and it's like you know okay so you're disenfranchising your intent is to disenfranchise minorities. I get it. But guess who else you're disenfranchising? All the people with disabilities that can't make it to the poll to vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, like now, look what... Look, but they don't care. Or maybe they didn't... Or maybe I shouldn't say they didn't care. That Again, that's strawmanning them. But I, I would say easily that they didn't think about. Well, okay. They didn't think about the ramifications. Well... But, but but okay, so now going back to um, Jim Crow, right? So you intentionally or even unintentionally are disenfranchising people with disabilities. So yeah. so not only are they segregated, their their voting ability 
is amended. Well, uh, the access to things are I, amended. Well, I was just going to say, so the access to voting is something that has been used as a tool since whatever since whenever and, right, and, and, for sure. and i will say because you recused yourself only landowners only landowners <laughs> well, should be allowed to vote. well white s- landowners you know yeah well and so you recused yourself and said like maybe i'm whatever i will say i will go the opposite which is usually i you're the i'm i'm the one who starts where you just yeah. started with this but yeah, you know yeah. um i will say that it has happened far too often throughout our nation's entire history to prevent certain people from having the right to vote that at this point, it's not an oversight for disabled people. It's 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 a fucking oversight that a goddamned voting uh, precinct doesn't have a fucking ramp. No, it's not a fucking oversight. Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah. At at this point, there's no fucking excuse. Um. And, you know, well, but then, but then, you know, the icing on that cake is apathy too. Like, I mm. like how much of, how, how much of, of what we're talking about is based in apathy. Like when people just, they like, so there is like fatigue. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, we just like, you know, we're, we're, and of course, now we have an activist court. So we, and listen for our our viewers out there. We're not going to get into all the debates right now about what what this new court is, Supreme Court is doing. Um, we'll we'll have to have guests on here about some of the yeah. Issues. We're not, we're not about to be the the two the two people. Yeah, that the two mansplainers, yeah. right? Well, well, I mean, there's Miranda rights as well, and there are some voting rights. Uh, that are going to be on the chopping block, gay marriage. So, so the whole the whole litany of of social justice issues. Yeah. Well, I I I just want to point out though that um you know before we move on from like the whole voting thing that uh so with and this is apparent in a lot of things related to disability at least physical disabilities people ascribe a higher quote-unquote value to physical disabilities right so if a precinct doesn't have a ramp it's obvious that people with physical disabilities can't get into that voting precinct right now i i will say that stuff related to voting um in in relation to things like race that that shit still goes on because you know, little to little to everybody else's, you know, some people's knowledge, you, you may or may not be privy to this, but um, voting, like, territories and stuff get changed all the fucking time. And coincidentally enough, in certain areas, they constantly will either exclude or include, quote-unquote, like, again, we were talking about housing, right? quote-unquote lower socioeconomic housing just so happens to fall in the district of somebody uh, of one of the uh the running mates who is not a proponent of whatever civil justice issue is currently on the table so this stuff happens for way more people than just disabled people and this is the issue when you hear people say that we live in a post-racist society we live in a post-sexist society a post-ableist society though no i haven't heard anybody say that because people don't know what the fuck ableism even is yeah um well okay so but okay i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead no no no. so i i was just gonna say that um you know 
minority is a minority is a minority and you can yeah. yell at me until you're blue in the fucking face about how i'm a fucking snowflake and all of this stuff but there's a good chance that if you're yelling at me until you're blue in the face about this it's because of shit that you don't have to fucking deal with yeah well and and to add to that like um it's interesting to think about it from a, let's let's change the lens again back to and why there's intersectionality um anytime you have like section eight housing let's just use that as an example right and you have a lot of people i i've seen a bumper sticker actually that says oh i have to go to work because i'm supporting you know someone on welfare <laughs> me right? me but, me there, but, me yeah, literally but, me but the interesting thing is if you talk to that person the word laziness comes up a lot mm. and I've heard that word ascribed to people that I've known and and sometimes I'll ask I'm like well would you hire that person I was like maybe they are disabled maybe it's not lazy like maybe they have an emotional or or an ineptitude that would fall under that purview but it's just easier to go oh well they're just lazy we'll they say, just don't want to work well we'll say and it's like I I've yet to meet someone I like Okay, what does not working look like? Well, hold hold on, not not ineptitude. He means limitation. I just want to no, throw. Right, I just right, want to throw that okay. out there. I am I am a bad owl. It's it's fine. True. No, no, no. Yeah, that no, that's I, that's why I'm here. That's yeah. what I just wanted to say. That anyways, continue. If I didn't derail you, I apologize. But, no, it's okay. And but again, who gets to determine that? Yeah, and well, not and, us. And the other side of that coin is, I rarely I I rarely meet people that legitimately don't want to work. Like I hear that all the time. And I, I'm like, have you met? Like, I, I, I yeah. when's the last I, time you ever you, I'm met? Like, I'm like, wow, you make being on welfare and section eight housing sounds so good. Why don't you just do that then? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. like, is, is that what you want to do? You want to not work. And then on top of all of that, on top of all that, let's, they'll say they're lazy. And many of the people that I know, that are i guess you could say financially disadvantaged in some capacities like maybe they're not maybe they don't have a, a degree or high education maybe they are not handy right so they end up working at, like and again i'm not handy as as, as a segue <laughs> yeah, as a segue you know walmart is the largest employer in the world and we say, hey, you know, maybe those people should make a living. No, that, that shouldn't have a living wage. Yeah. I'm like, well, the majority of people that you're calling lazy actually have two jobs. Mm. You know, and and this, and this is now this goes across racial spectrum. I mean, it's not. Oh, just, yeah. But well, you, the, uh, the people that are privileged will be the ones then defining what laziness looks like. Well, yeah. If you're not rich like me, you must be lazy. Well, it's it's not even necessarily if you're not rich like me. It's just if you don't if just if you don't navigate the world like me, you're just lazy. And, and yeah, I, I, right. I wanted to use myself again as an example where I've been told that I'm I'm lazy oh god a, a billion times. I, yeah. I'm I'm told that I'm I'm still told that I'm lazy on a semi-regular basis. And, and that's I mostly just, by me. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I just want to point out I have a day job. Yeah. I have Lou and I run this podcast, just the two of us. But just the two of, two us. of us. But um, you know, uh 
and and I have my fucking master's degree just to throw that out there, you know, like do you get do you do any of that shit by being lazy? I I essentially work two full-time jobs even though, you know, I I can't work full-time because right. of of my right. benefits, but the amount of work that I put in and like the amount of shit that I do, you know, I I don't want to say this like on the record, but you know, stuff that I do on my own free time but for work because I don't have enough hours like because there's still shit that has to get done right but you know again just to use that specific legality as a way of showing how we're discriminated against all of this shit gets like swept under the rug and then not only that but uh, stuff with, like, you know, the whole welfare queen, the whole, oh, I'm going to be on disability thing um, well, okay, is so completely let's dis- disjointed from the reality of, w- of what that is. Because I can tell you right now, like, all of us who are on those systems can barely even afford to, to survive. I wouldn't be able to survive if, right. if I didn't have the support from my parents. Like, quite frankly, financially, I wouldn't be able to survive. Well, okay, and, and then that also leads to a lot of desperate situations too. Let's say that some people with disabilities are in abusive relationships Mm -hmm. with maybe their parents or significant others, and they have no way of out getting out. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things that I was going to say is concerning uh, as a counterpoint to everything we're saying. So it's not like we're ignorant to these things, but let's say there's only a limited pool of money. That's part, that's the argument, right? Like, well, how much money do we give to people with disabilities? How much money do we give to disadvantaged people? How much are, are these people? Des- and then that's, mm-hmm. of course, then it gets into the, well, who's the most deserving. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can already, you know, I already and, and for sure. Know. Like if, if we lived in Oklahoma or I like to pick on Oklahoma, so let's say Minnesota, in a small town in Minnesota, where would that money come from? I'm saying like, we have such a small limited tax base. So of course the money has to come from federal. And those same small towns, they have massive amounts of power in the Senate. So this is why like you look at your senators and it's always like, you know, the Senator from Kentucky or South Carolina, you know, the small state, you know, they're the most powerful. (laughs) And, so it's like small towns then decide for everybody and and they also have this aversion to paying taxes mm. which i understand but at the same notion you know this is the other argument right like wealthy people don't want to pay their fair share so this is i think a good segue we we, we definitely sound leftist now or we're just tumbling everybody into, is just gonna... into this leftist utopia um... where all people with disabilities <laughs> w- go wheeling around with their gay flags and their interracial gay marriages oh no whatever with, what... their, with their transgender boyfriends and girlfriends yeah, well, you know? well, whatever will we do adopting babies oh well, no not soon. that oh no <laughs> yeah. D- don't let disabled people adopt babies disabled people and gay people can adopt babies yeah. no that sounds like a recipe yeah. for disaster um what about gay disabled people <laughs> oh we'll have but... gay disabled transgender people reading to children 
that, that will, that's it that, that's the, it people's minds will just rip apart well if that's it if if uh people who are of that mind aren't already screaming and smashing their faces against their yeah. keyboard at us at this point that comment will have made them <laughs> smash their faces into their keyboard this, um, this is the future you you guys want isn't it yeah um, I did want to, in case I forget, Lou, I did want to make a comment abre- about... Ah, uh, yes, Kyle. About, about progressiveness. Um, yes, yeah, so go about, Do it now. Well, Let's do it now. Okay, well, I have another point, too, that I wanted to bring up that was, real, that was actually related to what we were talking about, so I didn't want to shift gears too much. But, I mean, I guess I'll just make it, uh, make the comment now. Um, you know, usually... Again, uh, uh, typically people who are conservatively minded are the people who are throwing around the term woke, right? And like uh, tree hugger. I call people tree yeah, huggers. Yeah, yeah. or, well, that. or, uh, yeah, tree pejorative, quote unquote pejorative yeah, terms. Yeah, tree huggers, hippies, you know, th- that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, I just wanted to mention that. Um, there is a a distinct mode of language that is used and uh, a, a form of action that is used against people who challenge the norm, challenge the standard or the benchmark for the way that things are, right? Like, you know, just since we're talking about um, race, you know, people who wanted to see the abolition of slavery, you know, if if that were something that were going on nowadays, those people would be seen as woke. Well, I mean, people who are activists against racism are called woke, like still. Right. Um, and so I just want to deposit that if you are somebody who's getting angry at somebody for being quote unquote woke, and what they're doing is asking for an acknowledgement of or passage of rights that will give equal access to a minority group i would question why you are getting angry at that or why for example the term progressive is a um trigger word for you i understand where people come from if they are more quote-unquote conservatively minded if they are getting upset about certain things that are new because look i can tell you as somebody who has a physical disability change scares the shit out of me i understand that but i'm not talking about enacting change in relation to my daily routine or whether or not i'm gonna know uh if my wheelchair breaks if i'm gonna be able to get it to the shop to get it fixed i'm not talking about shit like that i'm talking about the shit that makes it so that when I go to the wheelchair shop, they have to actually look at what I'm doing, fix the issue. Um, and if not, then that is some kind of violation to my rights to be able to live in a society equally to able-bodied people. And I just want to let everybody out there know that isn't a law. That isn't a standard. And why shouldn't it be? But, I would say that if I had a conversation with somebody who considered themselves conservative versus somebody who considered themselves progressive, it would not be the conservative person who would be 
on my side because they would well, they then would say they were on your side. Well, well, they would say that they understand where I'm coming from, but right. where are the finances going to come from? Or well, okay, so so there's uh, I'm going to jump in because uh, what you're actually describing there's a substrate where I would say that conservative people think that they have the um, the high ground, the moral high ground. Mm that they have morality, right? That they're, they're the religious, more religious, more conservative family values, right? So most, but I, most religious, most conservative, right, most right. family I, I, values. Like, I shouldn't pick, right. Like it's not all Christians. I'm, I'm actually stating a specific type. Yeah. Of they, they just but, feel like they're the most justified in, right. in, in and, their stuff. But, but that morality, right. That, that leads to antipathy. I had to write that down because I was thinking about that, but so that, that, so they, as an example, if we mention gay marriage, right, that's an easy one because we have people right now, there's groups of people that are against interracial marriage, but there's a serious hard line against gay marriage yeah, and, or transgenderism. So let's just stay with gay marriage. And, it doesn't matter because to them it's immoral mm-hmm. and that in like and one of the things that people like to do is moralize mm-hmm. they do even though they they you know ye without sin cast the first stone you know judge not lest ye be judged they love to judge mm-hmm. they love to impose their morality on people mm-hmm. i mean this is where, like, quote unquote, slut shaming comes from. Mm-hmm. This is where, like, oh, look at that interracial couple. Mm-hmm. Oh, and saying that statement alone leads to a whole pathway of, oh, you know, she must be a fallen white girl to have to date a black. You know, the, all these weird statements start to come out. Oh, what? Well, what led to that? She must be, you know, or same thing with people with disabilities. Like looking at it you being disabled is used sometimes in churches as look see this is what happens when you're immoral Mm -hmm. this is what happens when you don't behave god doesn't look Mm -hmm. kindly on you this is punishment well and And it doesn't even have to be you it could have been your great 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 grandmother who did something so so at least the advance is the advance for people with disabilities is hey it's not that you sinned and you're disabled now you are in a position of like religious sympathy, like, oh, look at you, you poor wretched creature. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's well, it teeter, you it, actually it, start it to unpack us. Right. Hmm. But nevertheless, when you put somebody in that position, it's well, here here's a great example. When I tell people, what Kyle drives, <gasps> Kyle drives. Yeah, Kyle's a girl. Kyle's a girlfriend. Like they're like. Yeah, people are like shocked. Shock is is so palpable that like I'm like, why why are you amazed by these things? Like, yeah. What so the, so I, I so he doesn't deserve these things. Or yeah. Like, what like so I do I ask people and and you see them start the well um 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 and it's because well they yeah, don't they don't even know how to formulate what they're thinking. 
Well, because it's, it's shit, but but they never had to think. Well, about ex- how exactly. Shitty it was. That, that's so. my point. Is that until they see, and that's why I will say that's why physical disability is useful in like a legislative sense, right? Because we like I I go into legislative offices, and when those people, those lawmakers' offices, those the staff people. there, uh, see me, yeah, those people, uh, yeah, um, if they're sighted, but I haven't met a legislative aide who's visually impaired which you know shame on that as well yeah but i'm a, I'm um, a bad ad, I'm, I'm a bad ally anyway but sometimes when i post in facebook oh uh, well it's, I, I don't uh, well, i feel bad about but that. but um you know no nah, shit now i don't remember what no, i was gonna went, say so with you that. go and you see the legislators oh so um you know i go in to help do activist work for equal rights to like the wheelchair that i have it's called complex rehab technology which means a custom wheelchair because i need the seat to go down because i have t-rex arms and i can't reach anything and my torso is tall also i don't have legs um obviously but when i go in we've had like the ceo of the company and then my boss has gone in and talked to these people around and around and around and around and around and they never sign on i go in there and like the ceo of the company that lou and i work for currently says i've been talking to this office for 10 years kyle you walked in there in the first well didn't walk in there (laughs) you went in there rolled in there whatever (laughs) Um, you you went in there in the first time that that uh the legislative aide met you they were like how can we do it and they were the first uh the first office to sign on and it's like what now again like i said it's shitty but at the same time from a legislative perspective sorry i'm moving around um from a legislative perspective it sucks that that's the reality but we do have to know this is what will be useful in this situation right like for me it's really useful me to go for me to go in there because i'm well spoken I'm highly educated. I'm highly educated about disability. And I work at a place that works on wheelchairs. Who the fuck else would be more perfect than me to go yeah, in there and talk yeah. to these people to advocate for that kind of stuff? Um, so anyways, we're we're at the 46-minute mark. Um, but I did want to say a really important thing um, that my, uh, my cousin Michaela and I were talking on the phone. She's been on the show a couple of times. Hi, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure that you will be because she's a part of our team. Um, She said something related to this topic because she helped me build out the framework for this earlier today um, that I think is really important in relation to uh, as a finality um, of the whole disabled people are in their kind of quote unquote Jim Crow era. And uh, she said... At this point, people feel like they've done enough for yes, disa- for, for yeah. disabled people legislatively, right? Our, our dis, 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 for disability rights. It's comfortable for the dominant class. So they ask, why isn't this comfortable for you? Because to them, they legitimately don't understand. Again, going back to the morality thing, again, the reason there's a I'm not going to get into it, but there's a reason why there's a separation of church and state because that is a morally based thing. And that's way different from, well, that that's crumbling. Well, let's, it's supposed to be, 
Yeah, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be. That's why the fucking constitution is written. The anyways, I'm not gonna. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Um, this is now turning into the constitution. Yeah. Episode. Anyways, um, so so it's comfortable for the dominant class. So they ask, why isn't this comfortable for you? But they're not actually asking a question. It's more of an accusatory statement, and they're really saying, "Look at all that we've done to bend over backwards." When will it be good enough? And they feel slighted because they believe that their own needs haven't been met. So why should they take care uh, of somebody else when their own rights haven't been met? Or their perceived sense of their rights not having been met, which well, is normally yeah. entitlements. Yeah, exactly. And so... Ooh, look at that. Well, we're going to get... We're, we're now going to be... a. On a kill people to kill list. That's it. That's people. <laughs> we just, we're gonna get the 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 trolls are gonna come out now. I'm yeah, I'm, oh I'm my God. sure. Those <laughs> those. A, have you listened to that commie disabled show? Yeah, Fucking gross. Um, but anyways, no. You know, I I did think that that was a, a really good, a really good way of taking everything that we've been talking about this episode so far. It really encapsulating yeah encapsulating it condensing it and, and she when she said this i was like oh fuck michaela you just did like that's the whole episode <laughs> like what you... i don't know what you should have just said this in the beginning we could have saved almost an hour well yeah yeah well you know we had to go through some other shit too but um you know uh the, the whole point is that activists are often told you know that we're looking for things that are actually no big deal and kind of as a takeaway um, in a call to action to everybody else is uh, you know, like, like Lou and I, for example, we've had a lot of people come to us and be like, well, why are you doing that show? You know, like who's going to listen to that show? Why are you talking about like disability rights? Don't you like, you have your wheelchair. It's fine. Um, why do you have to be so negative? That's the well. Thing. Why you have That's to be so the, negative? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's so, and well, yeah. I, I'm trust me. I, I get yeah. that all the time. But you know, the the are we negative? I, we always have big smiles on our. No, face. no, no. Well, we're negative to the people who listen to what we're saying, <laughs> and uh, you know, when disagree. we well, I disagree. Right? Well, we disagree. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, well, you, but you don't understand because you don't live. The reality that I have to live. Don't tell me about what I live, but they can tell I us. Win. I win. <laughs> they, they they can tell us what 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 we do, right. but we can't tell them. So, but anyways, you know, as a takeaway, um, keep doing what you're doing if that is important to you, and the barriers that you feel. Unless you're a serial killer. Well, unless well, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> the barriers that you feel. Uh, you're exploiting children. Is it, you, are you gonna? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for you to to interrupt me one more time. All right, go go. Uh, the barriers that you feel are currently impeding your progress will become your raison d'être. It will become your reason for doing it. So the reason why Lou and I run the Disabled Network and have this show is because I was so frustrated. Uh, and you can remember, I was so frustrated that I didn't even have a focus about... I it's because we're egomaniacs, though. Well, 
You you call you call yourself that all the time. I don't know that I, I I'm whatever the opposite of that is. That's literally what I I could not be more opposite than that uh, of an egomaniac. Just what an egomaniac would say exactly. But uh, you know, for those who don't know, raison d'être, I, I think that means reason for living, right? Yeah, or, for um, sure. Yeah. yeah or... So so you know the barriers that we have faced and i know the whole like barrier term is a trigger word for me too but i didn't know anything that was better like for for this statement uh because you know it's not whatever anyways um but the anger and frustration that i was feeling in relation to an inequality and uh in inability for people to recognize the legitimacy of disability rights as a civil rights movement um, the frustration that I felt and the anger that I felt then became my reason for doing this show. And so, you know, I just want to, to posit that if it is something that is extremely important to you, and I'm not going to use the stupid pull yourself up by your bootstrap shit because that shit doesn't work, that anything is possible as long as you try because it's not. But hard enough. But if it if it is that important to you, I feel like that will be your impetus for wanting to do it more. And hey, if you do that and you do succeed, all of the shit that you went through to get to that point will be a part of your Marvel origin story. But also will ultimately get, in my opinion, and Lou, you can tell me what you think, but will give you a better inclination about how to tackle the issue that you're going through. And you're going to be able to help other people too, who are new, who are newer along in the journey than you are. Yes, I agree. So with all of that being said, uh, that's the end of the episode because we, we can't go on any longer. It's almost been an hour. Uh, apologize for anybody who is like ah this is just going on forever um but anyways uh thank you so much for listening to this episode uh leave us a review on youtube spotify etc and uh if we get a good one maybe we'll read it on the air at the end of one of the episodes uh thank you so much to our patrons whose names will display at the very end of this episode and if you become a patron we will also display your name at the end of this this episode um and so for the little bit of tail out remember we're just the tip of the spear disability rights are human rights we'll catch you in the next episode take care everybody